Blog Talk Radio. Pick it up through osmosis. You know, it's, 
everything that I say and do, somebody out there needs to hear it, you know. And uh, it doesn't have to be everybody, but it has to be somebody. And most people, I know myself, like, certain things that I pick up or are drawn to, like a video or audio piece or a book or... Um, even words, but you know, even statements by people, or or or, or um, the channel texts, or my own channeling. Uh, those those things are are so um, personal in in that they, they they you know they're meant for you, or they're meant for me, or they're meant for someone else. But you know, somebody. Somebody's connecting to this, and I can see through the, um, you know, through my uh, stats that some I can't see who they people are, but I can see that some that listeners are listening, and that's that's a wonderful thing. And I don't expect a million listeners to this program. You know, I'm pleased if I have, you know, a handful of listeners to this program every week. And then, but I know that, but it goes into the archives, and then and then people in the archives listen. You know. They can pick it up next week or the week after or a month later or a year later, you know. Um, I have shows that are being listened to that I did uh, five, six years ago uh, that, or more, you know. Uh, and there's, people are still tuning into them, um, you know, for the information. Um, but because they're a living archive, you know, they're a living archive. And, you know, I thankfully I'm, I'm grateful to Blog Talk Radio for archiving these programs. Well, I've archived many of them on my own website, um, and uh, but but these are, you know, this is something that you're not going to get anywhere <laughs> or everywhere. So, in fact, I I have no clue. I don't think anybody in the world right now is reading this book on the air. Right. Uh, so anyway, uh, this is called. Uh, I touched on this last week, but I didn't get through the whole the whole chapter. But I'd like to start with this chapter again because it's so significant. And they, it's called uh, Secrets of Sound. And uh, the and I'm hoping to get to this science of numbers uh, in the next chapter. But uh, let's let's let me continue with this uh, with the reading this week. And um, it's called Secrets of Sound, Chapter Ten. In the beginning was the word. Thus is the importance of sound emphasized to us, although so simply and directly that it is easy to miss uh, its significance. The universe was created by speech. The creator did not act. He spoke and said, Let there be light, and there was light. Let us not pass over these words with a shrug, as if they were... Uh, charming fairy tales designed to enthrall the, na- the naive people of old. I know I read this. Uh, I'm, I'm saying that I read this uh, in my last, uh, before, in the end of the last, the last um, show. But um, it's worth uh, going over again um, in case you didn't pick up the last program. Let us not pass over these words with a shrug, as if they were uh, charming fairy tales 
designed to enthrall the naive people of old. The deepest scientific knowledge of all times was always thus veiled by symbolism and by myth, and rich is the reward of every effort at interpretation. Certain of the ancient people made a profound study of chemistry. The fact that they chose to give to their chemicals the names of gods and goddesses and to describe their reactions under the guise of myths and legends does not in the least distract from their actual knowledge. On the contrary, it may uh, show how much deeper and further they penetrated into the realms of ultimate causes uh, than men of science do today. We are told by those teachers of antiquity that the formation of this universe out of chaos was brought about by the breath and word of the Creator, by sound. And certain sounds uh, produced differing sets of vibrations in the ether. Some of these were of such low frequency that they formed particles of what we call matter or uh, physical substance. There could not be light as we know it without minute uh, specks of matter in the ether to reflect it. And that, that's a fascinating concept because um, uh, there have been studies done that prove that certain uh, words vacuum can actually create uh, something, <laughs> you know. Uh, <coughs> excuse me, I just blew my nose. But um, the fascinating uh, studies have been done um, where words have been spoken uh, and, and, and vibrations, uh, voice vibrations, were spoken uh, uh, into a, a vacuum uh, and matter started to form. It was phenomenal, out of out of what seems nothing, but dust particles or whatever. But it was a total vacuum, uh, and uh, things appeared. So, and that and that's essentially what uh, what they say created the world. At the beginning was the word, yeah, you know, and uh, was found. We learn that later these particles of matter collided, coalesced, the force of their mutual attraction or gravity causing them to commence spinning. And the endless arrangement thus formed produced this solar system and all that uh, is therein. And we can gain an idea of the finite or the infinite number of these arrangements by considering the vast scale of vibrations with which we dealt in uh, Chapter two, and that was about the science of the that was about science. The little section of oscillations on this scale to which the ear can react, and which we know as sound, are of comparatively low frequency, and they occur below the the heat vibration. The vibration of sixteen per second uh, gives the lowest note heard by the human ear. And the scale of sound runs up to nearly 40,000 vibrations per second. This speed is the highest which we can register as sound. And higher up on the scale, vibrating at about 70 million, million, million 
time per second, begins the vibrations which we know as beat, as uh, you know, as beat, and to which the beat centers in our skin react. Above these comes the light and color um, vibrations, and above those are the X-ray and the subtle vibrations of the mind. You know, I'm sorry, I, I, it says beat, and we know it's vibrations which we know as beat. It's not vibrations which we know as heat. There's a misprint here in this book. And which the, the heat centers on our skin, in our skin react. You know, because we can feel heat. Uh, but then there's sound vibrations which are x-rays and subtle vibrations of the mind. Below the sound vibrations come those of chemical substances which make up the physical world. It is said that the whole scale of vibration is divided up into octaves of seven. Each octave is a replica of the others, only functioning at a doubled or triple uh, speed of vibration. Thus, merely as a simile, supposed, supposing the first note of the octave C to vibrate at 20 per second, we might find that a certain number of octaves lower down the vibrations of the first note of an octave at, at, say, perhaps 20 per minute would be apparent to us as, for instance, the metal iron. The first note of an octave several hundred times higher up on the scale would be apparent to us as the color red and far higher up still as the, anger, as the, as the emotion of anger or passion. And all these different expressions of one note of vibration, as well as many other in between, are ruled, controlled, or emanated from the planet Mars, uh, according to certain schools of thought, and express the good and bad qualities which are associated with that planet. But study such theories, by studying such theories, we can re realize the intimate connect between sound and all other expressions of life. Sound is low down on the scale and comes just above form. Therefore, sound is the intermediary between the abstract idea and the concrete form. Sound molds the ether into shape, and through these shapes, the um, corresponding power is able to pay, I'm sorry, play and make its impress on physical matter. That, that's fascinating, you know. That that's the fa that's what's fascinating about this sound. Um, you know, it, it it it's so penetrating. It is so penetrating. Um, it, it it vibrates in the ear, in the in the mind, in the head. It, it shakes and rattles and rolls. It's like music or uh, the spoken word, or you know, um, even the written word. You know, if, if you read it aloud, sometimes have it as that profound vibration, and 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 uh, even when not, even if it's just written, just reading it, um, because we we read phonetically, basically, we by pronouncing that word, uh, you know, it it rattles and, and rolls, you know, and and creates a, a, a solid image. Okay, in your mind. You know, it's a little bit amazing. Um, a, a, 
clear and primitive people, uh, peoples actually saw the shape produced in the ether by sound. They represented these shapes as the letters of their alphabet. So most words and sounds of the early languages actually controlled and represented that which they expressed. When those people called on the god Ra, they established a connection just as definitely as we do when we tune in our wireless to Paris or London. Wireless meaning radio. Um, throughout history, remember that the original original book, this original book was actually written in uh, um, 1938, okay, then revised and, 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 and published again in 1960, and then I think there's another edition that was on Amazon that was published in 2010, you know, republished of this book. So, uh, but anyway, um, great classics sometimes. I'm so grateful to uh, operations like Amazon that allow us to, uh, these big booksellers that allow us to, I mean, there's, they have their own faults too, but um, they, 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 they allow us to access millions of books, you know, that Otherwise, it would be impossible to, to find, you know. And, um, anyway, I'm sorry. Uh, let me go through this again. Throughout history, we can learn of the deliberate and effective use of sound. Priests have always enjoyed it, creating certain definite reactions to the people by using of use of chanting and intoning. In the ancient mysteries, the magical ceremonial rites, words, sounds, and shapes were combined to gain certain ends. Each one of us is intensely affected by sound waves, which of course pass right through our bodies. Every object and every person has a keynote, in other words, the sum of their vibrations uh, responds to one particular note or chord of the musical scale. If a person's note or chord is sounded gently and used melodiously, it has a healing and constructive influence upon us. If it is soundly, uh, sounded loudly, harshly, and continuously, it has a correspondingly destructive influence, making that person ill or unhappy. If you can discover the note belonging to a particular wine glass, and sound it loudly into the glass for a little while, you will shatter the glass to pieces. It is it, um, it is said that the walls of Jericho fell because of this same law, as the keynote of the wall was purposely sounded with continuous harshness of the trumpets under uh, instruction of someone with a knowledge not uncommon in those days. An instrument has lately been invented called the idiophone. It contains a tightly stretched drum surface upon which a paste is spread. Uh, sounds and words are then uttered underneath this drum. They cause beautiful shapes to form in the paste, exact replicas of trees, ferns, and flowers as they are in nature. If sand is spread on the drum itself uh, instead of uh, paste, the sound will produce geometrically de 
pattern and the reverse still improves the, the creative aspect of sound and helps us to visualize the definite forms and radiations set up in the ether by our own words. <clears throat> the sounds which with I'm sorry. The sounds with which we are surrounded in present day city life are mostly harsh, monotonous and unbeautiful. If the roar of the traffic were suddenly to cease as we walked down the street, we should find that we had been screaming uh, discordantly at our companion to make ourselves heard. Our, pre uh, our pleasures also are, are mostly uh, crudely, uh, are mostly crudely noisy. At the average cocktail party, everyone shouts at once. The hostess is disappointed if it is not so. Uh, while some of the dance music is harsh beyond words, two, train, and bus all add their quota to the barrage of hideous noise which we have to um, endure. People who are obliged to listen day after day to sounds which are a discordant offense to nature's laws will inevitably become sick or de depleted and soon be suffering from one of those innumerable nerve complaints which are the order of the day. So in other words, noise stresses us out. We get very stressed out by noise. And uh, you can cause illness. You know. Um, um, the only way to counteract these bad effects would be by healing the damaged nerve centers with wooing harmonies or with. Um, blessed balm of complete silence for a short period every day. If a person is able to discover his own keynote or chord and to pray it over gently to himself, he will revive as if by magic. One's keynote can be ascertained by listening to some good orchestral music. When the note is played, it will send a thrill right through its owner. If a person's life is in some way inharmonious or destructive, this can be detected at once uh, in his voice, uh, which will often jar upon the listener's nerves, whereas one who is living in accordance with divine law will have a melodious, pleasing voice. The more, the more advanced types of people have resonant voices, while primitive types have the flat chest voices, such as uh, are heard among natives, gypsies, or the Apaches of, um, of Paris. Hmm. <clears throat> I don't know if that's Apaches or Apaches of Paris. Um, the creative use of sound can be observed on all sides. The baby cries to promote its own growth. Until the little one has uttered its first cry, its progress is not assured. It is said that the birds set up the vibrations, which
natural activities of the plant life change. At night, plant life breathes out carbon dioxide, although during the day it breathes out oxygen. The times of the changeover are heralded by the birds. The ancient Japanese um, mystics, such as the Zen monks, were said to be able to bring the dead uh, or dying back to life by uttering a certain loud cry. An interesting description of this could be found in the novel The Garden of Visions. Some people assert that in order to connect ourselves with power and wisdom, we should go apart to a quiet place and uh, call our own Christian name over and over, um, over and over again. over and over very gently. Uttering a noun or a name creates a form in the ether which acts as a receiving station to certain powers which they play, then play through it. Tennyson declared that he could leave his own body consciously and gain much experience by calling his own name. He describes this in the ancient sage. The important action of uh, sound has always been recognized and applied throughout history, but as but at the present time, a stringent tackling of the sound problem is urgently needed. An anti-noise campaign is actually in existence, but its efforts are not much in evidence as yet and have not received the wholehearted public support which they deserve. The medical profession is experimenting with the healing properties of sound, but it is up to every individual to take a personal interest in this vital problem and all the infinite possibilities connected to it. Those who really wish to get the best out of life should shun inharmonious noises and all superfluous chatter. They should feed their spirit and nerves with music. They should sing often, aiming more of the rhythm and resonance uh, than at um, loudness and high notes. They should study the tones of their own speaking voices to gain an insight into their own characters. They should watch and guard their own words, remembering that in speaking, they are building in, they are building definite forms for good or for evil, which will persist in the ether, connecting their own permanently with good or evil influences and attracting to him much that he may ignorantly consider he has not deserved. So very interesting. Lastly, they could remember that as all the sages and wise ones are aware, the greatest inspiration and wisdom has been bestowed upon humanity during periods of profound and complete silence. That, that's fascinating too. He says, um, I, I just take a moment to to to, to expound on that because I, I found I find that to be um, rather profound. In 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 that the most um, some of the most significant thoughts that I've ever had, some of the most greatest visions, the greatest. Experiences in 
especially uh, spiritual experiences that I've had, have been through moments of deep meditation and deep silence. Uh, silence all around me. It's not always easy to generate. There's always something distracting you, but uh, even yourself. Uh, but I try. I try daily, actually, to achieve uh, at some period during the day, period of time, be it five minutes, ten minutes, twenty minutes, a half an hour, if I'm lucky, or or in some instances hour, you know, of complete silence. And I find that um, I can't, after that period has passed, it seems like I've been very, very busy, uh, either writing or, or, or um, channeling something or, you know, uh, creating some artwork or, you know, creating something, uh, doing something. Uh, that uh, demands total silence, but at the same time, um, you're talking within, talking in your head. You know, your head is talking to you. Something's talking to you, even though it's complete and utter silence around you. Not physically, but you know, um, uh, um, you talk to yourself. from outside of yourself um, in prayer in deep thought in deep meditation you 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 may hear uh, a guiding voice or you may um, feel some um, wonderful uh, sense of, of, of resolve you know of rest you know or, 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 or something was so stressful something was so stressful to you that you know it made you retreat into somewhere and, and, and just close your eyes and, and just pray to God to uh, pray to your inner soul for peace you know, and, and, and safety and, and, and no harm come to you that, that, that you can manifest what you what most need, which whatever that is, uh, depending on your on your desperation and depending on your circumstances. But we can do that, you know. But we also have a tendency to manifest our greatest fears. <laughs> you know, if we fear so much about something, oh my God, uh, you know, then then what happens is is, is we 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 manifest that fear. And, and the worst thing that can happen is you get the worst thing that can happen. Um, I know that because it's, I've done that. But I've also, and I've, and I've manifested nightmares, you know, whereas uh, that have turned into physical. But at the same time, I've manifested uh, marvelous scenes, marvelous places, um, you know, marvelous moments of, insight and, 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 and peace and um, spiritual and enlightenment and, and I, uh, all from silence 
And then sometimes from work, the work, whatever I've read or something I've heard, or, um, things that, you know, certain what makes a great writer or a great philosopher or, or you know, so great is, is that their words resonate with the listener or the reader, you know. They resonate and, and they resonate in your heart and your mind and, and expose with some truth um, and some reality that, that, that you can suddenly uh, identify with. to be nothing thought can turn out to be um, forgotten and that's happened to me over and over and over again where I've allowed pleasant thoughts I've allowed good thoughts I've allowed uh, rational thoughts and reason to 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 overshadow and, and overwhelm and overcome those uh, moments of great anxiety or
example, um, last week I was um, I was concerned about my uh, about my health. Um, not that there was anything wrong with me, but that the that uh, that certain tests that I had taken a month prior uh, turned out to be uh, a little uh, unnerving. So I. I had a consultation with a doctor on it, and uh, a second set of tests uh, proved that I was uh, perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, all the worry that I had over the original, oh my God, I might have some horrible disease, um, something incurable or something, you know, chronic, um, turned out that I didn't. And I questioned the, the original results because I, I felt perfectly fine, you know. But, you know, you never know. So, uh, but I, let, me, let me get off that topic. I, it's just that, you know, uh, th- th- I was just trying to trying to capture that, uh, what I thought was uh, a profound statement, and that, that, you know, silence is so much, um, the sound is so important in our lives. But silence is, you know, very, very, very strong medicine. In the third chapter, I want to, uh, in the next chapter, I'm hoping I can get through that one tonight. I don't know if it's that long. Uh, it's called Signs of Numbers. The world is built up of thousands of differing rates of vibrations. All these have their origins in one original vibration of the mind of the creator, or the sum, essence, or single number of a whole. The, we learn from the ancient teachings that the one original mighty creative power, wishing to make further manifestation and to exercise his creative ability for a purpose, which it is beyond us to understand at present, divided himself by the power of the word into three, thus forming the great triangle which originated life and action as we know it. The triangle known as father, mother, son, or positive, negative, and combustion, or mercury, sulfur, salt, as uh, we have seen, has always been studied all over the world. We begin, therefore, in this science with the number one, the creator, who divides into three in the act of creating. The scientists will describe this information as polarity. As Schopenhauer put it, polarity, or the sundering of a force into two quantitatively different and opposed activities, striving after reunion is a fundamental type of almost all the phenomena of nature, from the magnet, the crystal, to man himself. The Hindus describe it thus, uh, Brahma, Brahma, which, uh, uh, that the world might be born, fell under, asunder into man and woman, became name and form, time and space. In a further definition of the origin of the solar system, we are told that the creator, a great white light 
divided into three red, yellow, and blue, the primary colors, which correspond with the primary notes of the scale C, E, and G. Uh, after the division into three, the second great division into seven uh, took place. And the seven spirits before the throne, inhabiting the seven sacred planets of the solar system, came into being. And from them radiated the seven colors of the spectrum. And there are also the seven notes of music, the seven planes of matter, seven days of the week, the seven ages of man, and his seven glands. In fact, as we have seen, the tremendous scale of nature vibrations runs in an infinity of octaves of seven. In history, we can trace man's appreciation of the, of the significance of the number seven when we think of the seven days of creation, seven cardinal virtues, seven deadly sins, seven wonders of the world, seven towers of Constantinople, seven hills of Rome, seven plagues of Egypt, seven branches, branch candlesticks, and even the seven league boots. Seven, uh, trans there, seven, therefore, is the number of the condition of man's physical existence upon the earth as it is at present. But humanity is imperfect, unfinished, and evolved. Uh, so seven is not the, uh, the final number. Mankind, as well as all of nature, is to rise out of the imperfect state, to become complete and creative, and to develop a full quota of qualities and capacities um, which run up to the finished number of 12. To this end, man has to evolve under the discipline of the 12 signs of the zodiac as described in chapter 4. Um, or 5, I'm sorry. I think I, I discussed that. These, uh, these signs circle around the sun and respect, represent the 12 great lessons and qualities of living. We, therefore, find this number 12 playing a significant part in nature also, as well as in the mythology and history. We can at once call to mind such divisions as the 12 hours of the day and the 12 months of the year. There are also the 12 sons of Jacob, symbolizing the climax of a past period, and the 12 apostles, uh, representing the climax to the present era. When humanity has taken its degree in the school of learned of uh, earthly life and gradually through all the 12 great tests become thereby uh, master of itself in all conditions and therefore creative, it turns back to the, to the Father as in the tale of the prodigal son. It has exhausted the possibilities of matter, has realized the illusion of the infinite division of nature, and retraces its steps back to them to one original great white light of omniscience. And uh, man has become one in understanding with the Creator. And the farther we go back in history, the more profound seems the understanding of these definitions of life. The ancients arrived at a deep knowledge of astronomy and astrology and world history without apparently possessing any of our instruments of science. We are told that they 
obtain this knowledge through the subtler um, senses by meditation. They discovered many things about the formation, quality, and meaning of the universe, which could not be expressed in words, but only in numbers and symbols. And many of the vital truths of life are still only to be found in this way. Numbers and symbols play a very large part in all the Bible and sacred writings of the ancients, and we should gain much by being able to decipher them. Everyone who was allowed to study the mysteries with the learned priesthoods of Egypt and Chaldea, Chaldea, um, I'm sorry, Chaldea, uh, was um, initiated into the meanings of numbers and symbols. It is said that the first Moses, the first Moses, and that Jesus studied in this way. Pythagoras uh, studied thus, and the priests for 12, 25 years in Memphis, Thebes, and Babylon, as a result, founded this famous school of philosophy. He called his pupils mathematicians. He said God geom geometrists. Um, no, he said God geometricizes. He uh, studied the numerical relationships of all the phenomena of the universe and was able finally to classify and sum them up. Number, numbers rule nature, not only in the classification of objects, but in periods of time. The moon plays a large part in this, moving in periods of four weeks or four sevens, or four sevens ruling uh, women also in these cycles and governing the tides and seasons fertilely and with growth seven days in a week. The moon passes through one of the zodiacal signs every two hours. The earth herself, moving on a grander scale, passes through one of the great zodiacal signs every 2,500 years. And Certain influences are therefore radiated down to Earth by the moon and ministered every two hours, but the sun in magnitude about every 25 years, 2,500 years. The scientist or astrologer who can decipher the lesser influences can be sure of the greater one. It was in this way that the ancient peoples were able to prophesy and trend uh, the trend of civilization and races Much of this knowledge is wrapped up in the mistranslated symbolism of the revelations. It is therefore apparent that one way of learning many of the secret processes of the work in the universe and in our own natures lies in the understanding of numbers and symbols. Do not, uh, to, uh, to do this, we must study the output of those early people and understand the information rather the foundation and origin of their knowledge and the way in which they were able to tap the universal mind. If a doctor knowing the periods of crisis and duration of a certain disease were to tell a company of the microbes just what would happen to them in three days' time, that would seem an impossible and wonderful feat of prophecy to the microbes 
and as they also live from a few minutes to a few hours, the prophecy would apply to their far distant descendants in the dim future. If, however, the microbes themselves could train their mentalities, and science has now proven that even a cell or a microbe has a mentality, then could obtain, uh, they could obtain telepathic contact with the mind of the doctor and themselves uh, discover his ideas and knowledge of their future development. Um, may be said to bear an analogous position to the microbes. We are little more than microbes upon the body of a great being, which body we call the earth. Just as we depend on our future health to comfort, peace, and the development even of our wisdom upon the well-being and cooperation of the cells in our body, so we may imagine does that being depend upon us for his own progress. And Helping ourselves, we help him. If we make progress, he is uh, possibly just as grateful to us as we are to our own hands, eyes, or brains as they improve in their capacity to serve as well. Having visualized a man as a microbe uh, upon the living body of the earth, let us go further. The sun is called the heart of the universe. Why? Because we are told it is a great heart and heart of a being too vast for us to conceive of, and in whose uh, structure our earth plays the part of a grain of a gland or organ. The the gigantic being is he whom some of us call God. Just as we ourselves are a vast, inscrutable, all-knowing God to the little creatures, whom we know as the cells of our own body. In all reverse, in all reverence, we might try also to realize that the glorious being whose heart is the sun may also be worshiping and striving to reach a still mightier God, even further from our power to comprehend. So life repeats up and down the scale of, of size forward and backwards upon the scale of time, periods, and cycles. It is also, it was only by way, sorry, it was only by having the clue to the octave and their numbers that we are able to link up and connect and interpret the manifold differing expressions of the few fundamental qualities of evolution creation or evolving creation. These hidden truths constitute some of the mysteries which the initiates and adepts are able to reach one by one as they graduate upwards through the school of life and talking uh, and taking on institution after, after another. The olden days, uh, certain people were carefully selected to be trained to do this in the temples, although now the road is open to all. Uh, kind of getting tired of reading and my throat's getting kind of hoarse. Those who 
believe in this science declare that it is extremely useful. Um, it is said that before birth we are drawn to our names, birthdays and parents, by an irresistible affinity with those vibrations which compose our own characters and aspirations, and that a numerologist, uh, by studying the former, is able to tell us what we are and wherein lie our, uh, our uh, potentialities, our hopes and our hazards. Each letter and date represents a number. The right reading of these uh, numbers will describe our character and life forever. Each number represents a planet, color, um, quality, and experience in either its good, bad, or negative aspects. We can map out the life according to the relations in which all of its numbers are standing to each other. Those who believe in this science declare that it is extremely useful in the choosing of vocations and partnerships, and that with its help, the handicaps of any um, Compatibility can be avoided. Let let everything else. It must be used uh, moderation uh, and common sense, not in the spirit of idle superstition. I'm gonna I'm gonna end the show tonight right there because I'm I'm kind of losing my uh, thought <laughs> process, um, and I, there's still quite a bit to to read, and I think I'm gonna stop there. And uh, wish everybody a good night. I hope I hope you got something out of that. Um, and I hope my reading was wasn't too um, uh, monotone or pedantic or boring. But um, it's the only way I know how to express this this information and uh, to do it properly is to read it. And uh, Hopefully, people will, you know, get it. And at least, and you know, every time I do this too, I I reread these things or read them for the first time in some cases. Um, I'm learning as well. I'm learning something phenomenal, and um, it's uh, registering with me. And I might read something two, three, four different times before I read it on the air. And um, then it registers again once I read it out loud. So it's it's an amazing thing to do this, and I hope everybody gets something out of it. But uh, I will continue this this uh, book and possibly finish it next week. Um, and uh, I will talk to you next week. In the meantime, I hope you have a nice.